Hi, welcome everybody. Uh, this is episode 27 of We Hate Sports. Um, today is June 21st. My name is Jacob, aka Tommy, aka Cece. Um, I'll be your moderator. Uh, today on the show, we have Trey. Welcome back, Trey. It's been a while. We have PC, we have Gianni, we have TK, we have Sean, and of course, we have Tulu. Um, he said that very reluctantly. <laughs> of course, we got Alrighty. Okay. Uh, uh, for the first question, we have um, the Atlanta Hawks defeated the Philadelphia 76ers in Gay 7 last night, 103 to 96. Philly has not reached the conference finals since 2000 and 2001. Who looks worse, Doc Rivers or Bid Simmons? Um, go ahead, TK. This is definitely one of the easiest questions that I think we've definitely had on the show because it's 100% without a doubt Ben Simmons. Doc Rivers can't be on the court taking free throws. Ben Simmons shot the, had the worst free throw playoff that we've ever seen in, in NBA history. Like, you guys can literally look this up. He also can't take wide-open layup shots and pass out of wide-open layups. He, he, that's just not what Doc Rivers does. Doc Rivers calls the plays, and he, and he hopes that the players on the court can – proceed in those plays. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons choke. This is, this is probably the worst finals or, or, or playoff. How should I say? This is the worst playoff. I can't even come up with a word for it. This is just the worst playoff that I've ever seen from an elite player is, is Ben Simmons had me thinking he was a top 10 uh, player in the NBA. He had me thinking he was a top five point guard. Like he literally had me fooled. I don't know why I don't even know why anybody would have Doc Rivers as the blame again because like I said Ben Simmons again had the worst free throw percentage that we've ever seen and when you're scoring 6 points in a game and then you're scoring 8 points in the playoffs that's a problem that's just not acceptable if Ben Simmons knew how to shoot we wouldn't even be having this problem right now so it's 100% Ben Simmons um Ben Simmons really needs to get it this offseason I, I I believe that he would be traded um he needs to be in the gym doing nothing but shooting free throws and shooting jump shots until the lights go off. And I mean from morning to night, all day, every day, until the season starts. Go ahead, Trey. Well, first off, I want to say, what's up, boys? I'm glad to be back. Uh, nice to have you back, bro. Fucking... Nice to have you back, bro. We missed you. Doc Rivers, nice. even though he has been known for blowing leads, is still... Like TK say, you blame this on Ben Simmons. Nigga is supposed to be an elite player, a star, and you're getting fucking five points in a game, fucking six points. And, like, looking at the box score, fucking Sixers only had three players in double figures last night. You're not going to win like that. You're not going to win like that. Especially when you're supposed to be the better team, better than the Hawks, who you shouldn't even have went to seven games with. It's just no excuse. And for Ben Simmons... Get them bags ready, nigga. You're going to China. Because you robbing the NBA of money, nigga. You will never. You should never play on the NBA courts ever again, nigga. You're robbing of money. And I don't even think you can trade this nigga. I, I wouldn't try to trade for I wouldn't try to be in the trade talk for him at all either. I mean, but, you, you can trade him, but his value is... You're not getting an all-star for him anymore, bro. You're getting like a CJ McCollum... 
like a player like that, bro. You're not getting like a like a James Harden or so, or some All Star. You're you're just not getting that now, bro. He completely the, he completely tarnished that. The NBA they should allow a rule that whenever Ben Simmons is playing, you should let him substitute out on offense and only come in on the court when it's defense time. That's a, that should be a rule for him. But other than that, <laughs> I said what I said. Dog, I miss Trey, bro. I really miss Trey, dog. That was terrible, bro. PC, I had y'all niggas winning it all, too. Now I got to hear this nigga John Mouth even more. Got to hear that nigga talk about the Chiefs. I got to hear him talk about the damn Hawks, but, yeah. Trey, I feel you, bro. I was in I was in there being dumb with PC, <laughs> saying Ben Simmons is going to improve and the Sixers is going to come out of it. They got right. me. Ben Simmons got me, too, bro. He got me, too, bro. This was looking like they here. It was supposed to be, too. But Ben Simmons, the nigga that stole the postseason, all right, then go ahead, G. Um, I agree with TK. Um, I think he's the one to blame. I can't blame Doc for because Simmons has to to be a better free throw shooter. He he shouldn't be scared in the fourth quarter to take a shot or even take a wide open dunk because that was a wide open dunk. That could have been eighty eight to eighty eight. Instead, he passed the ball. It, he just have to work in the gym. I think he's going to get traded. To me, the, the best I, I could see that Billy getting for him is probably D'Lo from Minnesota. And it's just him to blame, really. Um, he, he's shooting, he was shooting, I think, in the series, like 36% from the free throw line. That, that's just awful. You, you, can't, you can't win like that. And the type of style, he has to change his style in the offseason. Um, but most likely he's going to get traded. They have to, to find a way to, to fix the, that, that position, the point guard position. They need a, a guy that actually can shoot and stuff like that, not somebody that's scared to, to, to take a shot in the fourth quarter or scared to shoot any, any time in the game because all he does is really just go and dunk, really. So, in my opinion, he's the one to blame. Go ahead, Tula. This is 100%. I agree with all of you. This is 100% on Ben Simmons. This man scored five points in a game seven yesterday. He's supposed to be the second star to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, even though he had eight turnovers, Joel Embiid did all he could to keep the Hawks in that game, and his second star did not show up. And even Joel Embiid said this. The turning point in the game was with Ben Simmons posting up, I think it was Gallinari. He spun off him, had a wide-open dunk, wide-open layup, and passed it to Matisse Thibault, and he got fouled. Joel Embiid got all in his face. He said, what are you doing? Dunk the ball. Lay the ball in. Like, he can't be scared to shoot like that. To, to shoot in the fourth quarter. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And he's supposed to be the second star. I mean, Tyrese Maxey, a rookie, a rookie, was in the game in the fourth quarter than Ben Simmons because he can't make free throws. He shot the worst free throws, like TK said, the worst free throw shooting in NBA history. Will Chamberlain and Shaq were in the league. He shot worse than Wilt Chamberlain and Shaq. Think say it one more that. time, Tolu. Tolu, say that, say that fact one more time. 
for the listeners. Ben he Simmons. shot better than who? Ben Simmons shot worse from the free throw line than Shaquille O'Neal and Wilt Chamberlain. Think about that. Shaquille bro. O'Neal, bro. Shaquille O'Neal and Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> that is just absolute. That's just inexplicable. For the, for the listeners, for the listeners, if you've never seen Shaquille O'Neal shoot the basketball at the free throw line, go on YouTube right now and just type in Shaquille O'Neal free throw and look at how awkwardly this man shoots the free throw. And just imagine a point guard, your playmaker, your 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 elite star shooting worse than Shaquille O'Neal. I'm sorry, Tony. Yeah, it, it's fucking it's terrible. Re- it's terrible, absolutely terrible. But it's yeah. on Ben Simmons. Just, oh man, let's go on. It's on Ben Simmons. Go ahead, Sean. All right. So okay. So, I 100% agree with everyone else. Ben Simmons was by far the biggest problem on this team. He couldn't make a free throw. He was playing scared out of his mind. I don't know why, but the Hawks had him shook, especially without DeAndre Hunter, without Cam Reddish, the Hawks' two best perimeter defenders. I don't know why Ben Simmons was so afraid to shoot the basketball in the paint. I'm not asking him to take three-pointers. I'm not asking him to take jumpers. You don't need to be a shooter. Giannis doesn't take jump shots, and he scores 40 a game. Ben Simmons can't even take 10, and he's almost the same size, just as athletic, not as built, not as muscle, but still, he should be scoring the paint every play against a team that doesn't have good perimeter defenders. They have Bojan Bogdanovic and Kevin Huerta starting on the wing. There's no reason Ben Simmons shouldn't be abusing that. So, yeah, I don't think Doc Rivers should be blameless whatsoever because he deserves his fair share of criticism for this series. The Sixers were up in the series 2-1. to one. They have the more talented roster, and a lot of his lineups and rotations were very subpar, in my opinion. He went way too deep into his rotation. There's no reason to be running a 10-man rotation with a team like the Sixers that are very top-heavy and the bench isn't the best. They should should have been running what the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks did. You saw six, maybe seven players step on the court per team. The Sixers were dropping 10-man lineups. There's no need for that. A lot of the lineups had maybe three, sometimes even four non-shooting threats. That didn't make much sense. Tyrese Maxim, is he stable? Ben Simmons, Dwight Howard. These guys can't be on the court together. It's inexcusable. So as much as I, as I do think Ben Simmons was the main problem, Doc Rivers was still a problem and was holding them back in the series. All right, PC. It's your turn. <sighs> All right, man. You know, I've had a lot to think about. Over the last 24 hours after this serious loss. You know, I, I came on to this podcast a couple episodes back and I told all of you that the Hawks don't have a chance of being us. Never did I think that Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons would perform this, this terrible a series that we were expected to beat in five. Five games. Five games. I mean, when you post, when you post five points in a game seven, Ben Simmons finished with five points, eight rebounds, 13 assists, only shot the ball four times. Four times. That's an issue with your starting point guard. And I'll start by saying this. I don't think all the blame should go on Ben Simmons. 
I think the blame should go a little bit on Doc as well for his rotations. He had Seth Curry on uh, Kevin Herter, who was the Hawks' leading scorer in Game 7, finished with 27. He did not switch off of him. There was also Trey Young, who was struggling for that entire game, and yet we could not capitalize on, on that as well because there were guys that just weren't making their shots. Tobias Harris finished with 24 points on 8 of 24 shooting. You know, Joel Embiid, who played his hard outs, you know, did everything he could, but he finished with eight turnovers. And I think Doc Rivers, he went deep into his rotations because his starting point guard is afraid to shoot the ball. And that's an issue. It's an issue when your rookie point guard is playing better than your starting all-star point guard. I try my hardest. I really do. Y'all know I try my hardest to defend Ben Simmons in our group chat. In any sports group chat that I'm in, I defend Ben Simmons because he is able to do everything else except shooting on an exceptional great level. I think we can all agree on that. He is a great defender. He is a floor general. He could be a possible playmaker if need to be. But the fact of the matter is when you post only five points and shoot the ball four times in a game seven in a series that you were expected to beat the opposing team in five games. That's bad. That's just not championship winning basketball at all. And this was our best year to win it. Joel Embiid was a finalist for MVP. He was second in the running. And you have guys like Ben Simmons who only posts four or excuse me, five points in a game seven series, you know, that you were supposed to win. And that shit lingers with the rest of the team. It lingered with Tobias Harris. He only shot, like, what, 32%? Seth Curry was in foul trouble that entire game. George Hill, the guy that I trusted to provide a spark off the bench, only finished with three freaking points in a game seven that we were expected to win. Our bench is inconsistent. Doc Rivers, when stuff like this happens, he must have a curse on his head or something because every time he goes into a series that he's supposed to win comes second round, it's it's like the team forgets how to play basketball and they start missing their shots. We saw it with the Clippers in the bubble last year. Look where the Clippers are this year. Look how great Paul George is playing this year and look where the Philadelphia 76ers are now. I will say, in my heart of hearts, the Hawks will go down in record books as they won that series for the three, but the fact of the matter is the Philadelphia 76ers beat themselves three separate times. In three games, the Philadelphia 76ers beat themselves with bad shooting all around, horrible rotations from the coach, and one point guard that refuses to shoot the ball. It is so frustrating, and I'm so glad Joel finally said something about this in postgame. He, he knew, he knew the turning point of this game was when Ben Simmons decided to not put up that easy two-handed dunk. He was right under the rim, man. And he decided to pass it to Matisse Thibault, who made one of two free throws. I I I really hope in my heart of hearts that one of two things happen this offseason. 
that Ben Simmons finally realizes his wrongdoings and he actually makes the right steps into becoming the player we know that we can we all know that he can be. He comes back next season with some consistent shot. You know, hopefully he'll start shooting with his right hand because he's been shooting with his left hand that his father told him to do for whatever reason. But when he shoots with his right hand, he's pretty he's pretty good. You can check out his summer league highlights if you if you know what I'm talking about there. Or the second option is we trade him. We trade him for a point guard that won't be afraid to shoot. For a point guard that hopefully provides a better spark for this team in situations like this, in series where we were supposed to win. I'm not even I'm not even mad at the fact that we lost the series. We didn't deserve to win this series at all. It's just disappointing and so aggravating when your second best player on your team puts up five five points in a game seven, man. Five points. It's just it's embarrassing. Especially when the star player of the other team, Trey Young. Trey Young. You wanna know the stat line for Trey Young in this game? He finished with twenty one points on five of twenty three shooting. Five of twenty three shooting. He was carried by Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, the guy who had been struggling all series long. And he shut the lights out in Wells Fargo Center. Game seven. With the whole world watching, everyone realizes that Ben Simmons is in his head. He is in his head. Ben needs to get out of his own head. He needs to distance himself away from social media probably for like the next year just so he doesn't have to read all the slander that he's getting that he rightfully deserves. But in order for him to succeed, to better himself as a player, he needs to get his shit together. The Sixers need to figure out a way to better this team with or without Ben Simmons. That's all I got, man. I can't fucking... I can't remember who said it, but one of y'all has said that if y'all if the Sixers was to trade Ben Simmons, the best thing they'd probably get for him is like Gilo or whatever. That wouldn't be a bad move because like y'all are already a pretty good defensive team besides Ben Simmons himself. So at this point, fact, at this point, that any see. point guard would probably be better than Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's just me being brutal. All right, Tolu, get your eight ass on that court. They need you in Philly. Okay, I, I'm uh, not. I'm not no, that. I'm good. Man, they're not. Bruh, what are you? Bruh, him and Ben. Him and Ben. Him and him and Ben average the same damn points. Total two point eight points. Total two point eight points career average in high school will not be enough for the Sixers, bruh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I we're not. We're, we're not that desperate, Trey. But you know, I would cook every. I would cook every single person in this call. Everyone. This man Tolu and TK went to the same basketball camp. So we got some hoopers on the podcast. I, now, I, I, would, two, cook, I would cook. I would cook. Every one don't know. I guess I would, cook every, I would cook everyone points on this call. I don't know why y'all talking. You averaged two points per game in high school, sir. I didn't. I didn't. But Did. okay. You want me? I didn't. Tolu is putting up Skip Bayless numbers. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, Sean, shut up! I would dunk on you. Please stop talking. You I mean, can't even Jake dunk Cole. on Cole. I would take I Jake Cole over Tolu at this point, honestly. 
Honestly, bro, you can't even jump two feet off the ground. Shut up. I would dunk on every single one on this call. Anyway, let's move on. I mean, yeah. it's five foot six, but okay. I'm six three, but okay, buddy. Next question. So, uh, I almost called you, Hermie. Next question, Cece. I'll, I'll slap the black off you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that brings us to our next question. Should Philly consider trading Ben Simmons this offseason? Go ahead, TK. I mean, they might as well. Cause, but the thing is, what, what, like, like we talked about in the last segment, what is Ben Simmons worth on the market now after this atrocious playoffs? Like, like I said, I think like a CJ McCollum. I don't think they're getting D-low. I don't even think I don't think I don't even think Minnesota would even consider that. I mean, that's just stupid. I I, I, I personally would not trade D-low for Ben Simmons right now, but that's just me. Um, I don't know. Maybe Kyle Lowry. Um, trying to throw some names out there, bro. I, I Kyle I mean, Lowry's a free agent. He's coming home. Uh, no, but <laughs> I mean, the, honestly, the best I think they they can get for Ben Simmons right now on the market is like is, is a CJ McCollum, and I think that's an upgrade because CJ McCollum's not afraid to take shots in the fourth quarter. CJ McCollum's not afraid to take shots. Period. Um, I, I like PC said, maybe they can get Kyle Lowry in free agency. If you can get if you can somehow get Kyle Lowry and team him up with with CJ McCollum and Embiid, I I take that over Ben Simmons and Embiid any day. So um. They definitely should look to trade him, but I, I just don't know what you get from Ben Simmons now, again, after this atrocious playoff uh, run that he had. Because it wasn't just against the Hawks. I mean, Ben Simmons was – he's just been pretty bad the entire playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, you trade him. Um, don't take any super bad deals. But, I mean, if, if there's a deal – if C.J. McCollum's on the table, take a player like that because that's the best you're going to get right now. CC. All right. Um, Gianni? Um, his value to me is low because after his playoffs, to me, I think the best thing that they can do is trade him. Uh, to me, I was thinking DeAndre Russell. I think that could be like the best move, or this other move that that I've been seeing a little bit that is kind of might might help a little bit Philadelphia. Um, I'm not sure if it will help, but Colin Sexton and Kevin Love. There, there was like a trade that, like a trade, like offer or something like that, that like Sixers fans were doing in the timeline on Twitter. And Sexton and Love, I think, will be like the best option. They can trade Simmons to Cleveland and try to get Sexton and Love and, and see how that works out. Um, Sexton, I think, is a uh, he, he's young and stuff like that. I think he will be great for Philadelphia. And I don't know like how Kevin Love will, will fit in there. So to me, that could be the best option or DeAndre Russell. I, I can't see them getting CJ. I think CJ, they're going to trade him for something better than I think. So I, I just don't know where CJ is going to go, but I, I just don't see Portland taking Simmons. After that poor playoff, if he had a better playoffs, maybe. If they still trade him, I could see him going to Portland. But to me, it's Cleveland or, or Minnesota, in my opinion. All right, go ahead, Tulu. Uh, you know, PC, you know, you know a guy named uh, James Harden? 
that the guy that you refused to trade Ben Simmons for. I think he wouldn't he wouldn't he be great yesterday in that play in that that wouldn't he be great? Um, no, actually, because he's actually pretty bad in game sevens. Yeah, yeah. you caught you trying would, to set me he, up, buddy, would, but would you he, caught yourself. Would, 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 he be, would he be scared to shoot the ball? Would James Harden be scared to shoot the ball? Oh, nice recovery. Nice recovery. Exactly. Good job. Tom. Exactly. Good job. But anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Simmons has to go. It's plain and simple. He, he needs to get them out of here. Philly fans have turned on him. They don't like him anymore. They're not running that back at all. Um, I don't. Uh, as for all your trade, uh, trade, you know, ideas. I guess those are good trade ideas. But his value is so low right now. So I, I, I guess the Timberwolves would be a good fit for maybe D'Angelo Russell. Um, because D'Lo, and funny thing is, D'Lo and Simmons played together in high school. That that's even more funny. But D'Lo, you know, he can he can play make a little. He can shoot the ball. I think he fits better with Philly than Simmons does. So I think that's a good trade. So yeah. All right, that brings us to our next question. The Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers played one game in the conference finals where the Suns defeated the Clippers um, 120 to 114. Kawhi Leonard, um, his knee, and CP3 COVID protocols did not play. Whose return is needed more, Kawhi or CP3s? Go ahead, PC. Um, I think it's definitely Kawhi. I don't know if Kawhi even returns for a series uh, because ACL injury is, is pretty serious and you should not play on that. Um, but, I mean, if the Clippers were any shot at winning this series, um, unless Paul George really goes like Super Saiyan and goes off for like 40 for the rest of this series, like the, the Clippers are going to need all the help they can get. And, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard, he, he definitely left a void that they that they need to, to be a team like the Suns. Uh, Devin Booker's playing on, I mean, just an insane level right now. An insane level. Um, I, I thought that the Clippers would be able to steal game one from the Suns. You know, at least have some sort of dominance early in the series. But no, man, it, it, Devin Booker posting a 40-point triple-double. I mean that that's that's going out and and making yourself a leader for this team, you know. Without without Chris Paul at your side, like Devin Booker is a star. Let's not forget this is the same guy that went up for seventy one points against the Celtics. Like he's he's been here, he's been here. So um, definitely for me, Kawhi. Nigga just had to mention that seventy one point game. You black bastard. I, I I saw you yelling over. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you yawning over there. I had to throw that in. You also won the game, though. So it doesn't matter. What you think, Tulu? Oh, it's definitely Kawhi. I mean, it's no question. I mean, the Clippers are not winning the series without Kawhi Leonard because they got no answers for Devin Booker, who, like, Devin Booker, man, <sighs> I mean, his game, bro, like, it, I... I see, like, his game is literally, his game is literally, like, Kobe-esque, bro. 
Every time I watch this dude play, the pull, the mid-range shots, the pull-up jump shots, his offense is literally identical to Kobe's. It's not even, it's like, it's crazy. But they got no answers for Devin Booker. And the, the, the Phoenix Suns, they got Miles Bridges, who's been playing very well, who should be a sixer. <coughs> PC. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, then they got Jay Crowder. I don't like him, but he's a good 3 and D player. Uh, he guarded, you know, Paul George in the fourth quarter very well. That, that, uh, then they got Aiton. They got no answers for DeAndre Ayton. They can't go small. Let's just say the, the Clippers are not playing Rudy Gobert, who's literally a no-show offensively. They're playing DeAndre Ayton, who is a skilled big man and is not afraid to is not afraid to go to perimeter and guard players from the three-point line like Rudy Gobert is. So the Clippers so Kawhi needs to come back. Well, I don't think he's gonna come back, but the Clippers need Kawhi more because if they don't they, if they don't have Kawhi, they're not winning the series. Because Chris Paul should be back by, like, game three, game four. So, they're not winning the series without Kawhi. So, it's de- they, Kawhi is more needed. What do you think, Sean? So, tonight we saw um, Chris Paul and Kawhi have both been ca- um, called out for game two. No, both missed that. But um, after watching Devin Booker last game, I don't know how the answer isn't Kawhi. Booker proved he is the Suns' best player and can make up for the loss of CP3's playmaking with a 40-point triple-double. Um, I think maybe we're seeing that he should have been the Suns' guard that was in MVP conversations and not Chris Paul, seeing how he was able to carry the Suns to a win. Uh, and the Clippers, on the other hand, they desperately needed Kawhi's perimeter defense, his ability to get a bucket in isolation. As good as Paul George was, who was very good, he was great, uh, tailed off at the end a little bit, but for most of the game, he was keeping the Clippers in it and pretty much dominating. But he wasn't able to get it done by himself. I'm not sure if he will be able to get it done by himself. So if Kawhi is out for the rest of the series, I don't love the Clippers' chances, and I do think he is the much more needed figure in this series. Go ahead, CK. So yeah, so this one's pretty easy. Um, everybody saw the game. It's 100%. It's 100% Kawhi. Uh, the Clippers are not winning this series without uh, Kawhi, and they might even get swept, to be honest. Um, this, this ain't the Jazz. This ain't this, 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 this ain't the Jazz. This ain't the Nuggets. You're you're literally facing a team where you have scorers all around, and these scorers show up in these games. Um, we've seen it in the first two series. So my, my answer is going to be pretty short and simple. It's, it's Kawhi. Like I said, if, if, if Kawhi does not return this series, they're getting swept 100%. And I don't remember who said it, but uh, I think it was PC. Uh, ACL injury, that's not something you come back from. Just remember that not too long ago, I, I believe I heard rumors about Kawhi was supposed to have surgery on this, on this ankle or whatever it was. So And that was only like two weeks ago. So it's 100% Kawhi. If Kawhi doesn't play, the Clippers don't win. The Clippers don't move on. Um, to me, that's great news because I'm a Lakers fan. Um, I love seeing the Clippers fail. Uh, I love Kawhi. I'm sorry. I'm not wishing any injury upon him or any, or any or me being excited about his injury or anything, but I am excited that the Clippers may possibly get swept this series because I do not want to see a finals as a Lakers fan. Uh, I'm, with the I'm Clippers. sure. I'm very sure. I'm very Fisher, sure. Cancun. Cancun. That's where we are. <laughs> that's where we're at. That's where we are at, TK Kellerman. 
Okay, PC Kellerman, TKA Smith. Get it right, Brad. Uh, TK Kellerman, PCA Smith. Thank you very much. Hey, PC, Next, like, you should have Miles Bridges right now, but it's okay. Hey, Toldu, guess what? You're what? a bronze sexual, and you okay, still on NBA Twitter. You're 25 years old. I'm Toldu. Next question. Own him. Toldu, you said the wrong Bridges. Miles Bridges is on the Hornets. McCall is on the Suns. What Mikhail Bridges? Whatever. Shut up, Sean. Can you even roast right? Can you even roast right? He's down bad. That's why. That's why he is Tolu Kane. Everybody. Whatever you say, Roderick. I don't care. Let's move on. Anyways, go ahead, G. Um, it's Kawhi. Um, really, because I don't think they're gonna win the series without Kawhi. And they said that he's out for game two, and he's uncertain for the series. If he doesn't play, I don't think this series can go over five games. And the other loss, too, that they have now is Marcus Morris. He, he looked like he's out for the rest of the series, too. So the Clippers, if, if Kawhi doesn't come back, they're done. Um, he's more important right now for the Clippers um, than CP3 is for the Suns in this series. Uh, so it's just Kawhi, in my opinion. Um, if he don't come back, they're they're probably losing five games. And last but not least, go ahead, Trey. Man, this is, this is a good question, and like either way you answer, you can make a compelling argument for the answer. But for me, I'm going to go opposite of y'all and say that the Suns are missing fucking Chris Paul. Here's why, though, because fucking. They, which one? The Suns had six players in double figures. The Clippers only had three, and they still only lost by six points. Bad coaching at the stretch near the end of the game by Ty Lue. I don't know why you don't have Paul George on fucking Devin Booker and instead you put Reggie Jackson on him or even fucking Pat Beverly on him either way. But still, you have to put your best defenders on the team, on the best fucking player, on the other team, like with the Nets and the fucking Bucks, the Bucks got away with that one because Giannis was not guarding KD. KD was whooping everybody on the court that was on him, and Giannis would not step up. But back to Clippers and Suns, yeah. If Paul, Paul George, he played a real good game, he's going to have to carry them every night until or even if Kawhi doesn't come back, but he can't do it alone. Like, DeMarcus Cousins is your third leading scorer during the game. Something's wrong. Like, I mean, it just, excuse me, it's just that, how can I say this? If the Clippers had more players contributing, shooting better last night or the other day, they would have won for sure. And if they can get consistency around, like, consistency for more players other than Paul George, they can definitely beat the Suns because they literally, they almost did it last night, even without Kawhi being on the court. But I digress, like PC says all the time. And really, I just want to see the Clippers win because I hate the Lakers, hate all the Lakers fans, hate TK the most, I hate Tolu. I don't hate CC as much because he's half a Patriots fan. So, All right, speaking of the Nets, 
has Kevin Durant passed LeBron James as the best player in the NBA? Let's start off with TK. No. No, 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 on top of no, some more no's on top of those no's. I'll put about 105 more no's on top of those no's. It's no. First of all, I'm going to make this short and I'm going to make this short and quick as possible. The Lakers had the shortest offseason this season and like in NBA history, first of all. So let's not forget that. The Heat, too. Since Sean and Gianni are on the call, I'll give it the Heat. So did the Heat. So this applies to the Heat, too. 70 off, say only 70 off-season days, okay? We saw that play effect on LeBron during the regular season. LeBron was getting all types of injuries. He'd have a groin here, then he'd have an ankle here, then he'd have a back here. Like, it just, it just, it, it, it affected him. Like, this happens, and this happens when you're 36 and you're the GOAT. Now, KD moved very, very, very close up on that list. It was one and two. Now it's one A and one B. The reason why I can't put Kevin Durant over LeBron James yet is, again, is because this is, it was a weird season. It was a short offseason, COVID season, yada, yada, yada. Next season will be the determinant factor of if I officially say Kevin Durant is better than LeBron James or not. When LeBron James has a full offseason to relax, get his body right like he normally does, like he has been doing his, his entire 18, 19-year season, like let, let LeBron do what he does in the offseason to get prepared for this season. And LeBron James will have plenty of time to do that. So there will not be any excuses, and we will for sure 100% know who's the better player. So because of those reasons that I just stated, LeBron James is still the best player in the league, 1A. Kevin Durant is the second. I, I, I don't even want to call Kevin Durant second best player because I feel like it's disrespectful. Their 1A, 1B is all I'm going to say. They're, they're right there next to each other. But I will have an answer for that question next year when I see both players healthy, during a full season, and let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see how LeBron James comes back and, and makes up for this terrible season that he had this year. I will, I will call it what it was. It was a terrible season for LeBron. So for, no, it, for, so for now, it's no. LeBron James is still the best player in the league. Kevin Durant is literally right there. And then it's everybody else. All right, go ahead, PC. It's a, it's a trick question. Um, LeBron no, James, no, LeBron, let me finish. LeBron James, you know, he was injured for about half of this season. He did have a short offseason to recover from last season in the bubble, which took a lot from the players mentally and physically. Um, I, I still think that he's the best basketball player in the world, but learning to what you said, TK Kellerman, it's kind of 1A and 1B. Um, Kevin Durant... I mean, he said it himself, if he didn't have big-ass feet, the Nets would be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that would have all been KD. Would have been, it wouldn't have been James Harden, you know, who did not perform well in that Game 7. You know, it, it, would have been, it wouldn't have been Kyrie Irving as well. It would have been Kevin Durant, all Kevin Durant, who played, I think, the entire game. Like, he didn't have one minute of rest. Um. I mean that's that's what a superstar does. That's what a superstar does. So I don't know. I I, I think that you know KD he he still has a lot to prove. Um, I think he needs to if he if he could win and beat LeBron James without having a All Star supporting cast with him. You know, uh, not having three another three like stars on his team with him. 
I think that I would put him over LeBron James. But, you know, like I said, it's still LeBron James. You know, he is about to be 37, but damn it, he, he's still going well. He's still going well. And uh, Kevin Durant, uh, he, he hasn't had true success uh, if he doesn't have an all-star sporting cast. Um, so for me, it's LeBron, but, I mean, damn, Kevin Durant's right there for me. So you agree with me? PC Kellerman is basically what you're saying. PC Kellerman, you agree with TKA Smith. You could have just said, I agree with TK. This is why you're PC Kellerman on TKA Smith. See, see, no, 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 no. I don't agree. I was alluding to your answer. I don't necessarily agree with your answer. That's why I'm PCA Smith, TK Kellerman. Now, please let the rest of our crew members go. Thank you. Go ahead, Sean. LeBron fans in here aren't going to like this, but I do believe he has passed up LeBron. He's been the best scorer in the league for a long time, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Nobody should disagree with that. Um, and with him basically all by himself this series, he proved he can also tally up the rebound and assist just like LeBron. He was absolutely unreal the last three games, scoring over 45 points twice. He had a double-double. He had a triple-double. He shot at least 50% in all three games. He was absolutely unstoppable. Nobody on the Bucks could stop him. He was he did everything he can to win the game. Was carrying the Brooklyn Nets on his back and one missed shot at the end of overtime doesn't change that. I still think LeBron is number two, but for now Kevin Durant is my number one. Can Kevin Durant win something without Steph Curry first and Clay Thompson first before we put him over LeBron? Like Damn, bro. Like, y'all are disrespectful. Did LeBron Anybody who... with Nigga, LeBron had to get AD and fucking Kyrie and fucking Wade and You need and stars to win. Bosh LeBron has fucking, proved that. Yeah. He has not won without it's... another superstar. In the oh, God. Oh. LeBron just hasn't won with as many superstars as KD had. That's all TK is saying. Go ahead, G. Um, I have to go with LeBron. Um, really, because to me, KD, I know he carried that team, but I want to see him win actually a, like a championship without like a super team. Um, I know yet you need stars to win, but I will have loved to see um just KD and Kyrie, not not Harden on the team, and see if he could have won. Um. But it's close. Um, I just have to go with LeBron. Um, he won the championship last year. Um, to me, for KD to 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 pass him, I think he has to get the championship next season, KD, and he has to to beat I think LeBron in the finals. And with that, I I feel like he can pass him. But right now, I, I will go like one A, uh, LeBron and one B, um, KD right now. But um, it's going to depend on next season because this season was so weird and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to judge off this season. Uh, I feel like when both teams, when both guys are healthy and everything, um, we'll see maybe in the finals next season or during the season how it goes. But to me, LeBron is still the best player in the planet. Trey? All right, so I kind of agree with TK and G here with the 1A, 1B, but 
last year, I would say that Kevin Durant was the better player than LeBron this season. That just for this season, he was the better player. But overall, I think LeBron is still better than KD. It's like it's close, but like even though it's not KD's fault they lost yesterday entirely, it's still like yeah, let's see him do stuff without two two to three all stars on his team as well. Like like they said. Like I've seen LeBron do more with less than K D has done with more. So that's why I still would put LeBron higher than K D. But just for last year, well just for this season, K D was better than him. Go ahead, King of Africa. Sean Go ahead, Tolu. Sean, Sean, Sean. You said carried the Nets that series. Is that correct? Yes, that is what I said. Wow, it's almost like LeBron's been doing that for 18 freaking seasons, you know? It's almost like LeBron did that. But we're not arguing know, who was better 10 seasons ago. Oh, yeah, 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 let, now. let me finish, let, let me finish. You just said something. LeBron, LeBron carried the heat. LeBron definitely didn't carry the heat. He definitely didn't LeBron carry the 100% carried the heat. What, are you crazy? Are crazy? you crazy? I mean, they were the, the heat were hyping up that big three. I will give him 2014. 2011 to 2013, that was absolutely not caring. And if you think that's caring, you need to learn what caring means. Okay, so KD, you know, he's got he scored... 40, 49 points, had a 49-point triple-double. Everyone called him the best in the world. Okay, and everyone expected him to do it again in Game 7. He did it again Game 7, but he airballed that last shot. Okay. After so, being the only reason they were even there. Oh, really? Really? The only reason? But everyone's praising KD for it. But if LeBron was in that situation, everyone wouldn't give him any sympathy. LeBron did that going up against the Golden State Warriors in Game 1 versus KD, Steph, Clay, and, with his second-best player and, being George Hill. Call and, that the and he was performance the best player time. in the league at that time. Uh, really? I think, that, I think that's one of the greatest performances no. of all time. And no one felt sorry for him. And no one felt sorry for him. Oh, I felt sorry for him. I'm not saying he should win finals. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Tolu, Tolu. Define everybody because I was not part of everybody. LeBron didn't score any points in overtime. How many points and what were score? and what how, were you how, doing? How many, you were calling him the greatest how, player of all time, the best player in the league. How many points did KD score in overtime? How many? I mean, there were eight combined points for both teams. That was just a complete brick fest defensive matchup in overtime. Nobody could score anything. Everybody was exhausted at that point. Exactly. That was the exhaustion for both sides. Sorry for KD. Like, no, I don't feel sorry for anybody. I don't feel sorry for anybody who ain't on the Celtics. Katie still, Katie has Harden. Do not Harden on one leg. We saw like four for twenty-seven legs. He has. He still has Harden. If he didn't, if no, he's injured, not, then why is he injured? You can't, you can't blame KD for Harden. Sexualism is coming out hard. You can't blame KD for Harden not showing up that game. Okay. okay. Harden was nowhere to be found. That was not James Harden. Okay, so so you're giving KD a pass 
but you wouldn't get LeBron a pass. I'm LeBron deserved a pass. Like you said, he, he was the best player. Exactly. Nobody, nobody, LeBron exactly. Nobody thought you're not understanding, Tolu. Nobody getting finals MVP in a loss. That's how much credit he was being given. Kevin Durant deserves the same amount of credit because he was amazing. I don't know where you're getting. I'm. I don't know where you're getting this. This assumed like slander for LeBron James. I don't he, even he remember. He's talking about. I don't even remember people slander. calling LeBron James out for his performance in the finals. He did everything he could. He sent that team full of bums. Let's be honest. That was a team full of bums to the finals to take on All Star lineup. Of LeBron the has carried worse teams to the NBA finals. So, was, why can't, so if, KD, if KD's the best in the world, why couldn't he do it? Because we're why not talking about five years ago. The, the, five the years conversation ago. is right now. You know, you know what? Never mind. LeBron is number one. KD is 1B. Like you guys said, it's 1A, 1B. entitled to your opinion. It, it's 1A, 1B. Because you could have said that five minutes ago, nigga. I was going. He he had he had to throw in shots to KD for whatever reason because he's a bronze sexual. He had to defend his daddy. Yeah, exactly. I'm not throwing in shots. Oh, Oh, sorry, you 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 definitely did. Have you forgotten that LeBron, before that waste of space, Solomon Hill dove at his ankles. Oh yeah, was can we MVP talk about that too? When are going for the ball and you're still going to attack him? Answer me. That was, he, was he an MVP candidate before Solomon oh. Hill dove at his ankles? He did not dive. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Just cut this shit, bro. Hey, we on to the next. Tolu, let them answer. Let them answer. Damn. I let them answer. Answer your question because your question is dumb. He did not dive at his ankles. He was going for the ball. He was going for a basketball play. Why would someone okay. let Wrong me answer the question? Let me question. Let's all think for a second here. Why would Solomon Hill, a role player in the NBA, purposely try to take out the face of the NBA in a regular season game? Did you ever think about that part, Solu? They aren't even in the same conference. The Hawks and the Lakers aren't even in the same conference. So the fact that you keep saying that Solomon Hill purposely dove at LeBron James's legs to try and take out the face of the league, do you realize how stupid that sounds? He, if you watch the replay, you see if he you watch the replay, nigga does not have an answer for that. Let's move on, bro. Freaking, let's move on. on to the next you're, one. You're done. He, on to the next one, man. That is so stupid that you think that way, Tolu. Whatever. He dove at his ankles, but whatever. He did not. He was going for a basketball play like any he other was, player he in the league. Was was it was that an unfortunate play. There was no intent involved. And Braun Fan trying to make it anything more is so fucked up. I'm sure. Anyway, go on. Set that man death threats to his family. And for what? It's stupid. Let's move on, man, before I start to get more pissed off about that. All right, so transitioning into the next question, boys, the final question. So I have a bit of a fantasy question for y'all. Which team are you taking in a game of 21 with each player in their prime? Are you taking Team A, Carmel Anthony, Shaq, and Steve Nash, or Team B, composed of Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan, or Jason Kidd? TK, I'm going to start with you. First of all, you're talking about the greatest, probably the most dominant center of all time in the paint. 
So that that's that's one area covered. Carmelo Anthony in his prime could give you fifty a night easily, no questions asked whatsoever. And then you got Steve Nash, who was more so known for his passing, but he was a very 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 underrated shooter. I think it was he was such a good passer that I think his shooting was underrated. If that makes sense. So yeah, that's definitely that 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 that's too easy. Give me Steve Nash. Uh, who did you say? Steve Nash, Shaq, and Carmelo Anthony. Easily, all day, every day. Man, we're, we're running straight. We're, we're doing seven O's. Get off the court because we done, we done shitted on you. Seven zero. You got to get off the court. Move on to the next team. All day, every day, bro. Trey, what, what team are you taking? Taking team A. Shaq, fucking Steve Nash, Carmelo Anthony. They shitting on them. Shaq will make that nigga Tim Duncan cry like a little bitch. You know, I'd be playing 2K with Shaq, goaded Shaq on the Magic. That nigga, he'd be making me want to do things to my controller. All right, G. Um, team A, um, to me, um, I'm going with the same thing as TK and Trey. Um, Shaq is going to dominate the paint with Steve Nash playmaking and Melo being a bucket. I think it's just too much. All right, PC. Um, I'm gonna go with Team A as well. It seems like a one-sided victory. Like that's not even like disrespectful to Tim Duncan and like Jason Kidd, but like honestly, the only guy that I think would be able to score on a consistent basis Wade. on that team is Dwayne Wade. You know, I think he would he would honestly be doing all the scoring. You know, with uh, when you have Shaq and Mello and Steve Nash on the other team. So I'm going with Team A as well. All right, Sean. All right. Um, I'm going to be honest. This may not be what I actually believe, but I can't pick against my boy D-Wade. I'm picking him so, with Jason Kidd, Tim Duncan. He's going to outplay Melo. Kidd's a great defender. He can do his job against CP3. I like Duncan. Again, maybe not my actual opinion, but I refuse to pick against D-Wade. He's dropping 18 points on them. All right, Tula? Uh, I'm picking Team A because, you know, Carmelo Anthony was, like, he was the MVP candidate at, like, 2013, right behind LeBron. You look at Shaq, the most dominant force in the modern-day era. I don't think Tim Duncan is going to stop Shaq. Um, and you look at Steve Nash, you know, one of the greatest point guards, a two-time MVP, can pass, can shoot. I, uh, I like PC said. I think D Wade is the only one who's going to score on Team B. Even though Tim Duncan and uh, Jason Kidd are great defenders, they they their offense are, is a little iffy. So I'm picking TA, Team A. All right, moving on. Um, breaking down the Eastern Conference and Western Conference uh, finals, which teams looks most complete? Go ahead, um, TK. Um, I think right now the only right answer, you know what? I'm going to go with the Bucks. I wanted to say the Suns, but with Chris Paul being held, with Chris Paul being out because of protocols, um, that's going to make me change my answer. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are healthy, for one. Um, best player on the floor is going to be Giannis, um, if it ends up being the Suns. I'm just putting in my head that it will be the Suns versus the Bucks in the finals. Um, Giannis will be the best player on the floor. Um, 
I like the shooters that Milwaukee has. I really, I really like Forbes. I think he's an under. He's he's probably one of the best shooters that's been in the playoffs this year that nobody's talking about. Um, Chris Middleton, uh, he's he's proved that he's proven that he's an elite number two. Um, he, he is an all star. He's a, he, he's one of the the most underrated players in the league that us that again we don't talk about enough. Um, I just think when you, I just think that it, it, it's going to come down to experience. Both teams are pretty unexperienced, but I think the Bucks have a little more experience over the Suns. So for me right now, uh, Bucks are in the driver's seat. Um, I think the finals is, is, is the Bucks to, 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 to win. And I think the only person that can beat the Bucks is themselves. All right, PC. All right. So for me, I think I'm going to stick with my answer for the last couple of weeks. It's the Suns. Um, you know, without CP3, I think they're the most complete team left in these entire playoffs. Um, I mean, geez, I, I thought they would struggle even just a little bit, but they've won eight straight playoff games now. Dang back, dinging back to that that first round series with the Lakers, you know, and after the Lakers won, uh, I think it was like game three, you know, I thought it was all over Suns. It's been like they've turned on a switch, man, and they've been playing like unstoppable. Uh, so for me, it's the Suns. Trey, well. I'm going to agree with TK just because of the health-wise um, situations with the teams that are playing right now. I'm going to go with the Bucks. They're the most complete. Uh, very close tie between Clippers and I still think that the Clippers will end up complete teams' playoffs is the Suns. Not the Suns, fucking Bucks. My bad. Go ahead, Chulu. TK and uh, I agree with TK, Sean and uh, Trey. I think it's the Bucks. I th- I think they're gonna win the championship because uh, they got a pretty pretty good chance and good road to the cha- to the finals. And I think once if they play the Suns or they play the Clippers, I don't know if they somehow make it. I think Giannis will be the best player on the court. Uh, Chris Middleton, he's been he's been hooping this series, uh, this finals. Um, Drew Holiday. He was struggling shooting the ball like the last series, but in the like Sean said in the seventh, in the fourth quarter in overtime, he really stepped up. He hit a big, big three, and um, I think it was the fourth quarter to put them up. But um, I think the Bucks are the most complete team. All right, go ahead, G. I agree with all of you. I think the Bucks are the most complete team. Um, this is their opportunity to, to, to get the championship, uh, and right the wrong for the last two seasons and stuff like that. This is the best road they had. Um, they should beat the Hawks. They, they should get the championship. There's no excuses for them right now. They're the most complete team. Giannis to me is the best player in the playoffs right now left. So there's no excuses. They're the most complete team right now. Speaking of Giannis, that brings us to our next question. Who is the best player remaining in these playoffs? Go ahead, TK. Yeah, that one's easy. It's Giannis. Um, it's not even close. <clears throat> uh, you're talking about a defensive player of the year multiple times. You're talking about a, a, a NBA MVP multiple times. Um, I, I don't even think any – I don't – I'm. 
Mm-hmm. And Kawhi's not in, and, and and this my reason being, to be honest, is because Kawhi's not in the playoffs right now. So if Kawhi was in the playoffs, my answer would be Kawhi. But because Kawhi is not in the playoffs, and I don't think he'll be back for the playoffs, it's pretty easy. It's going to be Giannis. Um, I'd be shocked if anybody disagreed with that. PC? You know what? I'm probably going to regret saying this, but you know what? Best player remaining is Devin Booker. It's Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. This man has been dubbed the next Kobe Bryant. Those are hard shoes to fill very hard shoes to fill and i think he's been handling it pretty well ever since the first round of this of this playoffs and chris paul has unlocked this new level of devin booker that we have not yet seen yet before from him and he's still very young so i like giannis you know but he still doesn't have a consistent jumper and Devin Booker does, and he just posted the 40-point triple-double. So I'm going to go with Devin Booker. I think we need to start a dialogue about Devin Booker being a top 10 player in this league. Yeah, PC, you would know a lot about inconsistent jumpers. But um, go ahead, um, Sean. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I do think the best player with their team still in the playoffs is Kawhi, but it's not looking like we're going to see him for the rest of these playoffs. The ACL injury seems kind of serious, but not serious enough where it should affect him next year. I don't believe it's a torn ACL, more like a sprained ACL, which should keep him out the rest of the playoffs, but shouldn't affect him for next year. Um, yeah, so without counting Kawhi, who I don't think will play, I think the answer is Giannis. It's pretty clearly Giannis. Paul George, Devin Booker, Trey Young, all great players. But I think Giannis has established himself as a top five player in the league. Um, and I just don't think any of the other guys are on his level on both sides of the court absolutely being able to dominate. He's he's won two MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, taken his team to the conference finals twice. And this year, I do think not only will he win the conference finals, he'll win the championship. All right, go ahead, Trey. Uh, best remaining player in the playoffs. But this is tough. Uh, part of me wants to say is Giannis. Can't say Chris Paul. I mean, not, can't say Kawhi because he's not playing. But you know what? Fuck that. Here's what I'm going with. My nigga, playoff P. This totally likes to call him playoff piss. Nigga has been going crazy lately. You can say what you want about Paul George, but he has been performing. He's been carrying. He's been doing everything he can to make sure the team wins. And he's been playing much better like the player that we all expected him to be. So I'm going with, of course, Paul George. One point in the fourth quarter last game, but go off. All right, go ahead, G. You said what? You said what? He scored one point last game in the fourth quarter. He, sh- he totally disappeared in the fourth quarter last game. Sulu, he had and one more point. He ended up with damn near 40, nigga. He got outplayed, but go on. 
To me, I'm going to say Giannis. Um, he's the most complete. Uh, I feel like he's the best player um, left. Um, I feel like he, this is his chance, his opportunity. He got revenge on Miami in the first round. And then he, he beat Brooklyn. I know they were banged up. This is his chance because he has the Hawks now in his way. This is his best chance, I think, of a championship. So I have to say he's the best player um, in the playoffs left. Which head coach needs to coach the best? Go ahead, TK. So I guess for me, I'm going to have to go with – I mean, it's going to have to be – I guess it's going to have to be Mike. Um. And the only reason I say that is because he seemed to be the only coach that was on the hot seat in the playoffs uh, this year. So I guess for that reason, I'm going to have to say it's going to have to be Mike Budenholzer. Um, I don't think – I'm trying to think of the other coaches that are in. And, yeah, yeah, it's de- for me, it's definitely going to be Mike. I think he's under the most pressure because, remember, at one point, he, his, his, his job was on the line. So, yeah, for me, it's going to be Mike and the Bucks. Go ahead, G. Um, I agree with TK. Um... He was in the hot seat. Um, coach Bud, um, to me, has to coach the best, in my opinion, um, this, the rest of the way. Um, so it's Coach Bud. Trey? Uh, fucking Mike Budenhoser. I can see why y'all said that because of recent playoff history for the Bucks. But for coaches that need to coach the best, I'm going to say it's Ty. It's Ty Lue. He needs to coach the best. Just because they don't have Kawhi. So, like, he's going to have to call better plays, better rotations, and a series against the Suns, who are arguably the best team left in the playoffs. And, like, even with the last game, if he would have called, he would have had better coaching down the fourth quarter, they would have won that game. So, that's why I think Ty Lue has to coach the best. All right, PC. Uh, so, for me, I'm going to go biologically. It's St. McMillan. Um, the Hawks have gotten this far. You know, with with his coaching, I I don't see uh, why they would not need him to coach the best series of his entire life now in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. Um, I mean, it's been a full three sixty turnaround for their season. Um, ever since he took over uh, at the beginning of the season when they were fourteen and twenty, they've been constantly winning. So for me, I I think it's Nate McMillan. Go ahead, Sean. So, yeah, when it comes to, like, keeping their job, probably, uh, I do think the answer is Mike Budenholzer, because I do think if they were to lose the series, he should absolutely be in the hot seat. And honestly, I think even if they win the finals, he shouldn't be have his job secured. He's been pretty disappointing, especially last series. They've won in spite of him up to this point, not because of him. But um, in terms of who needs to coach the best to win the series, I do think it would be um, Nate McMillan because in terms of talent, I believe the Hawks are the most outmatched team left and they are going to need to rely on their coaching to, for Nate McMillan to outcoach Mike Budenholzer if they want a chance to win this series. I, I said, uh, I, I think I went before. Um, yeah, G won already. Yeah. I think go to Luke. Uh, like Sean said, like, I think the one that is on, like, that could be fired is Mike Budenholzer. But the person that needs to coach, like, coach his team to, to a win 
is Nate McMillan because the Hawks have a very, very talented team. And uh, I think if, if Nate McMillan coaches really well, they could have a chance against the Bucks. It probably could beat the Bucks. As in, but Mike Boonholzer, he needs, like, if the Bucks lose against the Hawks, he, he's definitely on the hot seat because the Bucks have no excuses not to be in the finals now. The Hawks should not be the team to, to knock them off. So, What team is under the most pressure to succeed? Go ahead, TK. I mean, this kind of goes back to my answer with the whole, which coach is under the most pressure? It's the Bucks. The, this is the Bucks' easiest chance to win. They should win. They should beat the Suns. They should be able to beat the Clippers, Suns, and all in the other remaining teams, um, because again, they have the best player on the floor, which is Giannis. Giannis is on. Giannis should be unstoppable against these teams. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's really there's there's like Giannis said last segment. There's really no excuse um, for the Bucks this year. This is the Bucks' best chance to win the championship, and if they don't win the championship this year, they, Giannis will probably never win a championship in his entire career unless he leaves the Bucks. So. For that reason, it's going to be the Bucks for me. PC? Uh, I'm with TK. It's the Bucks. Uh, no doubt about it at this point. They they probably have the easiest path. No, they, they do have the easiest path now to the finals. Giannis has no excuses. He beat the best remaining team in the East. That name the Sixers. So, it's the Bucks. G. Um, is the Bucks? Um, this is pretty easy. It's the Bucks. They have no excuses. This is the best chance at a championship. They have to take advantage of this. If not, I don't think Giannis will get a ring anytime soon. All right, Tulu. The Bucks. I mean, two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. If he adds a ring and finals MVP to that resume, it's, it's going to be something special for Giannis. But he has no excuses. He should be able to beat the Hawks. He should be able to beat the Suns. He should be able to beat the Clippers. There's no excuses. If he does not get it done, Costas is the only Atatacumpo that's going to be with a ring. Trey? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everybody else. Uh, this is the Bucks' easiest path to get to the finals. Like PC said, they beat pretty much the best team left in the playoffs in the net. So you have no excuse not to run through the Hawks and then make it to the finals, have a good chance to beat either team over there, even though I still think they'll lose to the Suns or the Clippers. It's the Bucks. All right, go ahead, Sean. Um, yeah, I, it's a pretty obvious answer. I agree with everyone else. The Hawks weren't supposed to be here. The Suns weren't really supposed to be here. You could say the Clippers were supposed to be here, but they're missing Kawhi, and with that, you can't really have super high expectations for them. Um, yeah, the Bucks were supposed to be here. They have Giannis. They have an MVP, the Depoy. They needed to be here to keep Budenholzer's job, to keep Giannis happy, and they've done it so far. But if they were to lose to the Hawks, it would be pretty embarrassing and set that back a little bit. So this is a must-win series for them. They have to prove that beating the Nets wasn't just because of injuries. It wasn't a fluke. They're supposed to be here. They're the best team in the East. They have to prove all that and win this series. They are under the most pressure. All right. Um, give one player from each team that is an X-factor in helping their team advance. 
Go ahead, PC. All right, so starting with the Clippers, I think the definite X factor here is um, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson has been having a great playoffs for the Clippers. Uh, he played exceptionally well in that series against the Jazz. Um, I think if they're able to get 20, you know, maybe 25 every game, uh, Reggie Jackson, the Clippers will have a chance to still win this series. Because like we said before, I don't think Kawhi is coming back for this series. ACL injury is pretty hard to play on. Um, for the Suns now, I think the X factor here definitely is DeAndre Aiden. Um, you know, with the CP3 out, he is the next best player on that team, you know, next to Devin Booker. And um, you know what? Gotta give credit and credit to he he's been performing, you know, and working his stock. I think he's a definitely underrated center in this league. Um, and he posted 20 in game one. So I, I think if you could keep that level of consistency, uh, the Suns are they're gonna they're gonna win this series. As far as the Bucks go now, I think that their X Factor, um, I'm gonna say their X Factor will be Brooke Lopez. Um, Brooke Lopez, he, you know, he's outside of PJ Tucker and Chris Middleton and Giannis, of course. He's kind of like that that guy they call on to hit clutch threes, you know, in the third and fourth quarter. Hit hit the threes that matter. That's that's I think the best way of playing it. Hitting, hitting the threes that matter. And Brooke Lopez is very good at doing that. He's taken over games before in the past in the playoffs for this team. Um, so I think he needs to perform very well um, and just play his part. Do his do his play his part well in this series against the Hawks, and they will have no issues. Now, as far as the Hawks go, their X factor, um, you know, outside of Trey Young, it's it's going to be. It's going to be very, very hard to beat that that driven, you know, Hawks team. But I think their X Factor is going to have to be one of the role playing guys. So I'm gonna go with Kevin Herter. You know, he shoot, he performed well in Game Seven. You know, enough to get them the win. So he was he was pretty inconsistent in that series. You know, uh, but I, I think with DeAndre Hunter out for them, um, they they need to they need to perform well. He needs to perform well. So those are my expectors. All right, go ahead, Trey. All right, so I'm going to start off with my expector for the Bucks. Same answer as PC, Brooke Lopez as well. Uh, going up against um, Clint Capella, he's going to have to keep Clint Capella out of the paint. So he's going to have to make some threes, stuff like that, so that way they can kill the Hawks inside the paint. Whenever Clint Capella is not there, take advantage of that. My X factor for the Clippers uh, would also be Reggie Jackson as well. And then my X factor for the Suns, I would say it's Jay Crowder. He can hit shots. He gets a lot of corner threes. He gets a lot of looks, open looks. So if he can hit those shots, they'll be just fine. Oh, yeah. X factor for the Hawks would be... Gallinari. All right, TK. Um, so the X factor for the Bucks is obviously going to be Giannis. Um, X factor for the Clippers. I'm going to go with Paul George. Paul George is the best player for the Clippers right now. That that Kawhi is out, so he has to show up. If Paul George doesn't show up, this team just doesn't win. Period. Um, for the Suns, 
I mean, I, I, at this point, it has to be Devin Booker. I feel like if Devin Booker's just he did do just had a triple double the other day. Does that team win if he doesn't? If if that if that doesn't happen and 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 uh, Booker doesn't show up and and drop a triple double in that game, does that team win? Probably not. So for me, it's going to be Booker and, and until I see Chris Paul come back. But the team, I I, I believe this team can beat uh, the Clippers without um, Kawhi Leonard, and they, I don't think they need the services of Chris Paul. So for right now, it's going to be uh, Booker for me. And then the last team would be the Hawks. I believe for the Hawks, um. I really think I don't know if if we're allowed to do this, but I think it's really gonna come down to 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 the type of to to the to coaching really. Um, this is a this is an inexperienced team. They played some really good teams in the playoffs, but I just think that when the NBA Finals is a whole different ball game. Um, like I said, the Bucks don't have a ton of experience in in these kind of games, but they have more experience than the Hawks. So um, I just think that. Uh, it's going to have to come down to the coaching of the Hawks. I think that plays are going to need to be drawn out. Uh, it's, it's because I think that, that it's only so much that the Hawks, are, that the Hawks players are going to be able to do because they're so young. They're still missing key guys. Um, Sean named some of the guys they were missing earlier in the show. I can't remember, Cam Reddish. I can't remember who the other guy was um, right now, but um, uh, yeah. So for, Hunter, Hunter. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter. Those are, those are, those, those are two guys, like he said, that can guard the perimeter. And the Bucks have very good perimeter shooters. So I think it's just going to really come down to the coaching. Let's see what kind of defensive plays are draws up. Let's see what kind of plays are drawn up for Trey Young. Um, I do think that people are doubting. I don't know why, why so many people are doubting the Hawks. The Hawks have a very good chance. I can see this series going to seven. Um, I still think I still would pick the Bucks, but I, I can see this series going to six or seven. Um, I don't know what more the Hawks can do to prove to everyone that they're here and they're not effing around. Like, they're serious. This is a very good team. And they deserve to be in the finals. And um, yeah, so this can definitely go six or seven. But yeah, it's going to be coaching for the Hawks. All right, Sean. So for the Suns, I'm going to go with McCall Bridges. I think his shooting and his defense are both going to be really crucial for them to win this series, especially with him probably getting the Paul George matchup. Um, for the Clippers, I'm going to go with probably a lesser known name, Avika Zubak. Um, the DeAndre and killed them in game one, and he's really the only player on that team that I think has even a chance to stop him, of stopping Aiden. Boogie is way too slow. He can't. He couldn't defend anybody in this call. He can't defend a rock at this point in his career. Um, the small ball isn't big or strong enough to guard Aiden, so Zubac is really their best and only option. And if they want a chance to win this series, they gotta at least slow him down. For the Bucks, I'm gonna go with Drew Holiday. He was great in Series 1 against the Heat. Not at pretty bad, I'll say that. I'll just say it straight up. Um, he was pretty bad against Brooklyn. His shots weren't falling. He was being inefficient. He just didn't have a great series. But he did get better towards the end. Game 7, he came up pretty clutch in the fourth quarter. Um, and they're going to need him in that next series. They are going to need him to play great defense on Trey Young. If he's getting past him every play, it's going to cause huge problems for their defense. They need him to shoot the ball well. They're just going to need him to have a much better series than he did versus Brooklyn. Um, for the Hawks, I'm going to go with John Collins. He'll probably be the guy guarding Giannis. And he's never been the best defender, um, John Collins. So, yeah, this is going to be a big matchup. It's going to be very difficult. He needs to step up. He can't, And I'm not saying he needs to hold Giannis to 10 points or anything like that. But he needs to do his job. 
He needs to make sure Giannis isn't absolutely killing them in the paint, going for 30 and 40 a game. That can't happen if they want a chance to win the series. All right, G. Um, I'm going to start with the, the Bucks. Like Sean said, Drew Holiday. Um, he's going to be on Trey Young a lot, and that's going to be crucial. I think that will be the the thing that determines the series as as it goes. Um, for the Hawks, I'm going to go with Gallo Nari. Uh, in my opinion, his shots that he knocks down, um, it's going to be important that he knocks down those shots because other players, he's going to be open a lot. So I think his shots have to go in for them to have a shot because they're going to be defending Trey Young like crazy and, and others like crazy too. So his shot making is important. Uh, for the Clippers, I'm going to go with Terrence Mann. Um, he was epic in game six against Utah. I think he needs to step up um, because it's really only Reggie and, and, and Paul George right now um, getting all the points mostly. So he has to be able to step up and, and give and produce for them to even have a shot. And for the Suns, I'm going to go with Mikael Bridges as well. Uh, I think his shots, he has to knock down those shots, and his defense is good. I, I feel like his defense is important. So I, I feel like all those players that I just named are going to be crucial for, for how the series go for each um, side. All right, while we're on the topic of everybody that's in the West, um, the conference finals, um, the Hawks will win their series against the Bucks if what happens, Sean? So, um, like I said earlier, the Hawks are the most at the biggest talent disadvantage in remaining in the playoffs. So, this is going to be probably the most difficult on them. They, but. Luckily for them, they do have the better coach, in my opinion, and that's one of the first things that I think needs to happen. McMillan needs to outcoach Budenholzer. I expect him to outcoach Budenholzer, but it, it has to happen because otherwise the Hawks don't stand a chance because that's their advantage. They don't have the talent advantage, but they should have the coaching advantage, and that's what, if anything, is going to put them over the, over the top. I also think the Hawks shooters, specifically Kevin Huerta, who had a great Game 7, Danil Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovich, or it might it might even be Bojan. I'm not sure. It's one of the Bogdanoviches. They need their shooters to hit their shots. Trey Young's going to be getting into the paint, kicking out to them. They need to be knocking down their threes. And the last thing, Trey Young, he needs to be beating Drew Holiday at the point of attack. Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the league. He was all defense, all defense first team, and for a reason. So he's going to be doing as good of a job as he can versus Trey. Trey needs to win that matchup. He needs to be getting past him, getting into the paint, either hitting floaters, throwing lobs to Capella, kicking out to shooters. As long as he's getting to the paint, those things can happen. It'll open up their offense and give them a good chance to win. All right. And then let's switch it up. Um, the Bucks will win their series against the Hawks. If Go ahead, TK. If Giannis dominates like he has been in the entire playoffs, there is no reason why the Bucks should not win. All Giannis has to do is dominate. Be who you've been this entire playoffs. Just be the most dominant player on the floor. Be the best player on the floor. That's it. Really, that's, it's, it's really that simple. All right, let's switch it to the Western Conference. The 
the Suns will win their series against the Clippers if what happens, PC? If Devin Booker channels his inner Mamba mentality like he's been doing for most of these playoffs, um, I think he needs to... I think he needs to continue to play a complete game as he's been doing. Um, the team itself feeds off that energy. And Devin Booker has been playing exceptionally well. Um, so if he continues to play like he has a triple on his shoulder, then the Suns will advance to the NBA Finals. Also, I think they that the rest of the guys, the rest of the role players, basically everyone not named Chris Paul and Devin Booker, need to step up in terms of just just playing their part. Just play your part. You know, do the things that need to be done on defense and, you know, hit your shots when the ball gets to you on offense, which they did in the fourth quarter. You saw Cameron Payne, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre, and those guys stepped up in the fourth quarter. Um, so... I think if the Suns continue to play a complete game of basketball on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, they will win this series easily. The Clippers will win their series against the Suns if what, Gianni? If if other players other than PG and Reggie Jackson step up, like Terrence Mann has to step up, the other role players have to step up because – if it's all going to be PG and, and Reggie um, getting all their points and everybody is not showing up, they have no chance at all in the series. They'll probably get swept. So to have a shot in the series, everybody else has to step up uh, and produce. That's the only way I, I could see the Clippers making this a series. If not, it's over. All right. Um, let's go with the final predictions. TK? <laughs> So who I think will get to the finals, like I said earlier in the show, it's going to be the Bucks. It's going to be the Suns. Um, I just think they're the two best teams remaining in each conference. Uh, Giannis being the best player in the East. Uh, Booker right now is probably the best player on the floor in the West. Again, I'm going to keep referring to this because Kawhi is not playing, and I don't expect him to play. Um, for me, it's just going to come down to experience in the finals. Um both teams are inexperienced in the finals, but again, I'm just—I've been saying this a while. It, it, the Bucks have a little more experience than the Suns do. Um, I think that the Suns are about a year or two away. Uh, I. It's gonna come. To, it, it, it's really just gonna come down to if Giannis plays the way that he's been playing this entire playoffs. There is not a team or anybody on the Suns or the Clippers that can stop him. Um, and if you try to stop him, you're gonna get in foul trouble and you're going to cross your team game. So right now, Giannis, is the, Giannis being the best player left in the in, in the playoffs, I got to go with the Bucs. Um, I have the Bucs winning in six. Uh, I think maybe the Bucs will probably take game one. Maybe I'll get the, I'll get the Suns game two. I'll get the Suns the next two. Uh, I'll get the Suns one more game five, and then I, I have the uh, Bucs closing it out in six. Um, like, me and, like me and Giannis said, this is really the Bucs best chance to win it this year, and I, I truly believe that they will win it. <clears throat> All right, G. To me, um, Bucks and Hawks, I think the Bucks are going to win in five games. Uh, I just feel like the the Bucks are going to oppose their will, and I feel like it's just going to be too much for the Hawks. I think they had a great season and all of that. Uh, I just feel like the Bucks are on a mission right now. 
So I think they win in five games. And for Clippers and Suns, if the Clippers don't get anybody to step up, I think the Suns win in five games. If if the if certain players step up, maybe it goes to seven. But for now, I have Suns in, in five. Go ahead, Trey. All right. So for who we think is making it to the finals, I got Clippers and Bucks. All right, PC. Simple. Give me Bucks in five and Suns in six. Sean? Niggas really have no faith in the clips. Wow. In the East, I'm going to go with uh, Bucks and Six. They're the more talented team. They should win the series. Uh, for the West, this kind of contradicts some things I said earlier. But um, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I have faith in Paul George. I, would, I still wouldn't be 100% shocked if Kawhi does return. There's a reason he hasn't been officially ruled out for the entire series. So there is still optimism. He has a chance at playing. Uh, the shooters have been good. I just think if they can limit DeAndre Aiden to less than 20 and 10 a game, with preferably Zubac, he's their best option, I do think they can win this series. And I'm going to go with in seven games with Kawhi playing by game seven, if not earlier. I knew you were a reasonable Giants fan for some reason. I'm picking Bucks in six because Bucks in six, and I'm picking Suns in five. All right, now we're going to get to our fan hot take of the week. To get your hot take on the show, DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Hello, how's it going? This is uh, Gabe, Gabe Edwards, a friend of Trey's. I'm from... uh, this is from out of Las Vegas. I'm in Nevada. Um, what teams I rep, as in football, I do like the New York Giants. As far as NBA, I like the Lakers. Uh, and this is the We Hate Sports Fan Hot Take of the Week. So my hot take is this Clippers Suns. The Suns going to be done with this in five, man. Uh, sure, the Clippers, they finally click in. Chris uh, Paul George finally got his shot going and whatnot, but uh, they don't got enough. D book, he can do, he can drop forty every night if he wanted to. As far as the triple doubles and all the rebounds and assists, I don't know, but he can drop forty every night if he wants to. Like nobody can guard him. And besides that, you know, Aiton is really the player they thought he would be when they drafted him. He's coming to that role. Uh, besides that, you know, Mikael Bridges. You know, they'll knock down an open jumper. Cam Johnson, their whole bench is playing. Like, campaign. Like, he's he's a dog. Like, their whole team wants it. Their whole team wants it. You can see they hustle. They just have too much for the Clippers. Clippers, yeah, they can they can score too. You know, they can they can outlast some of the runs or whatnot, but they don't got enough to bring it home. Paul George is not that guy. He's not that guy. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, this is over a five. They're going to take uh, over a five, if not four. That's my hot take. I 100% agree. They don't have enough. He's a delusional no, Lakers no fan, problem. just like y'all. Actually, well, good for him. Good. Well, at, like least, at, least, at least he's good at making wise decisions. Um, I, and I 100% agree. If, if they don't have Kawhi, bro, they're, they're, getting, they're getting swept or this is done in five. I 100% agree. I think they, can, too, I think they can sneak Eight. a game or two at Staples Center. Yo, if given the chance. 
I think, ter- I think, I think so. Paul George can provide that offense along with Reggie Jackson. If hell, if Terrence Mann goes off for another thirty-nine point performance, they're gonna steal at least a game. That will uh, never I'll happen again. Game or two. This series is going at least six with or without Paul. With well, with or without Kawhi Leonard going at least six. Exactly, Sean. All right, right TK. Let's go with your hot take of the week. So I'm about to piss y'all off, okay? I don't care what y'all are saying, mainly Sean. The Lakers are going to get Russell Westbrook (laughs) or Malcolm Brogdon or Bradley Bill or, last but not least, Damian Lillard. You are going to like it. You are going to like it, and you are not going to be able to say anything about it. I was with you for the first. You're the same nigga that talks mad shit about Russell Westbrook. Imagine being so damn bad. Another star for LeBron to play with that you. Weren't you just saying that you didn't want Russell Westbrook in the Imagine being so damn bad for LeBron to have another shooter on your team that you want Malcolm Brockton on the Lakers. First of all, thank you, Tolu. Malcolm Brockton is a 90-50-40 player every single year consistently. So let's not... He just doesn't get talked about enough. Second of all, to answer your question, I'm just going to answer all three of y'all questions. To answer your question, CC, yes, I do not want Russell Westbrook. But I am coming to the conclusion that that is probably... Shut the hell up, nigga. Shut up. I'm stopping you right there. And and Trey, Trey, to you, I don't mind Russell Westbrook on my team as a third option. As long as he's not the first or second option, I don't care, bro. It will work. You guys, you guys have LeBron and AD. He will never be TK, the first now option on the Lakers. How, how you're going to have the trade assets to get Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard, because neither of those are happening. Well, okay, you niggas definitely, you definitely can't afford Russell Westbrook. Can we get Mal- thinking about it, can we get definitely can't afford that nigga. Can we get Malcolm Brogdon? That's all I want to know. Yes or no, Sean? Yes. I would say yes. I yes. Think Bro- you can get Brockton, but you will it, not get Russell Westbrook. I would gladly but, but it's Malcolm Brockton. But here's the so thing. Bad. Here's the thing, TK. Is Malcolm Brockton giving you 20 and 25 in a series? He can. Be honest. Efficient 18 with good defense. That's probably it. Uh, which is, uh, which is, I'll take which that. Which is a good pickup. Uh, I mean, that's pretty uh, great. I mean, he's not one of the best three-point shooters in the league or anything, you know? I mean, he's – I mean – I mean, depending on what you have to trade for, I mean, it probably won't have to be a lot, but I, I don't think it would be enough to, to be would like not happen. Okay, so we could trade Kuzma. Probably have to trade Kuzma. That'll probably be the main. That'll probably be the main piece. Um, they probably want a first rounder. They were trying. They would try yeah, to finesse they, a first. If, if they ask for a first rounder, we hang up the phone. Fuck that. I want Malcolm Brogdon really bad, but I don't want him that fucking bad. Well, you're not getting it for free, TK. A first-round pick is more than reasonable asking for. And let's be honest here. The Pacers, with the Pacers, Malcolm Brockton is basically their second-best player. It would likely be Kuzma, KCP, and a first. Kuzma, KCP, and a first? I'm okay with that. Kuzma, Kuzma, KCP, and THT. You all can't trade a first-round pick. And THT? You can can trade this year's first after the draft. So that is a move I think would make sense. THT is not going nowhere. That's who we need to go after. KCP and this year's first-round pick for Malcolm Baldwin I think makes some sense. I think that makes sense. That would require Indiana wanting to trade Malcolm Brogdon, and there's no proof that they or reason for them to want to trade Malcolm Brogdon. 
Why would he want to rot? Unless they completely blow it up. Malcolm Brogdon isn't a superstar. He can't really demand where he plays. It's a possibility. I just, I don't know if I see it happening. Or we could trade for Zavonis and move AD to the five. Okay. Y'all, that's the best player. If anything, I think Zavonis would be at the five. But yeah, the Pacers aren't trading Zavonis. Yeah, that's, that's their best player. They would, they would ask Turner for... The that was a troll. I don't actually player. believe that, stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Turner it was a troll. the most realistic sure. Pacers pick up right. who's, who, who's next on the hot take? Go ahead, get nauseous listening about the Lakers. <laughs> All right, so for, this has been a basketball-heavy episode, so... Let's go with the football hot take. Let's go with the NFL hot take. I've been pondering this all day. I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals real quick. And I want to talk about their wide receiving core and how I think their wide receiving core is a low-key underrated wide receiving core. As a matter of fact, my hot take for this week is that the Arizona Cardinals have a top three wide receiving core in the league. And here's why. It's as the far second as the best Cardinals, behind the Bucks. It, as far as the Cardinals go, um, I think if they want to make any noise in the playoffs, they have to get out of the division first, which, I mean, is going to be hard with the Rams tough, picking it up. It, it's the, the toughest division in football. Mm-hmm. And if they're able to get out of it, you know, you can't say, Kyler Murray can't say that he doesn't have weapons to throw to. They have DeAndre Hopkins, a top five wide receiver. They have A.J. Green that they picked up in uh, the offseason now. You're going to say PCPC. A.J. Green's 32 years old. He's been injury prone. He hasn't had a good season since 2017. Mind you, he's been playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, who just oh, yeah. finally drafted a good player in Joe Burrow. So that's um, so that's one thing. You also and still even... have Christian Kirk as well, who's been a solid second option to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and I mean, that trio right there, along with uh, Max Williams, who they uh, signed last season, I believe. Um, he's been a solid tight end pickup for them. They also still have Chase Edmonds, and they just signed uh, James Conner uh, a couple of weeks ago as well from Pittsburgh. So Kyler Murray has options this season for sure. I think if the Cardinals can get out of their division, they are going to be the team that will make noise in the playoffs. Is this nigga Larry Fitz still on our team, or he's gone? No, he's he's retired. I think he retired. I think he yeah. retired. Yeah, I think he. I think he officially retired. All right, so it is official. Yeah, yeah. which is unfortunate. You know, like I said, like th- that division is the toughest division to get out of for the Cardinals, and the Rams own them. And then there are the 49ers who could be sneaky good this year, but they're already dealing with injuries already. Um, and then there are, of course, the Seahawks who, you know, they're our last chance. On the Niners. I have not a, a couple of players yeah, already. Ah. Yeah. Can I go next? Because my hot take kind of relates to it. He hates me and I hate him. Go ahead, Sean. I don't hate you, Tommy. I love you. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so it's not too, super um, similar, but uh, relating to the same division, my take is about the San Francisco 49ers. I believe Trey Lance will start by, I'll say, week two, week three, and he will go on to win Rookie of the Year with, Ooh. I'm not going to give a stat line, but I do think he will be the best rookie quarterback. He will win Rookie of the Year, and he will lead the San Francisco 49ers to the playoffs. 
possibly as the division winner, possibly as a wild card team. I'm not sure, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. I think Trey Lance will have a great year with great weapons around him, a really good offensive line, and Kyle Shanahan, who just makes every quarterback look better. So imagine him with a quarterback with amazing physical tools, great running ability, great athleticism. I think it's destined to succeed. I do think Trey Lance will win Rookie of the Year and make the playoffs. Sean, can I stop you right there real quick? It's kind of yeah. hard to win rookie of the year. Oh, no. Oh, brother. brother. Here he goes. Oh, if he brother. Goes, <laughs> back oh, man. The Mac train is rolling. They got oh, three man. months to say oh, something no. about this. Mac Jones. Mac Jones is having 50 and 12 this year. Hey, you go hey, with this history. Oh, man. All I'm saying is if Cam starts to shit it up, even though I kind of don't think he will completely, and they throw in my nigga Mac Jones, it's over for all you niggas. Because Mac Jones broke all the goddamn college records damn near last year. And he has the best coach in football. Mind I not, Mac Jones' comparison is very close to Tom Brady's comparison. He was being compared to Tom Brady. I don't want to... I don't want to make waves. I don't want to make any waves. But yeah, go on. Whoever. Oh makes fun my of God! You're just nigga, Dober. Do we even have to give Trey a hot take now? Was that his hot take? Like that? That wasn't the hot take. I just I was waiting three months to say something about Mac Jones to that Patriots. <laughs> All right, Trey, give your actual hot take of the week, please. Thank you. Don't troll. Like, <laughs> oh, that wasn't a troll. That was some real shit, but my hot <laughs> That was definitely is, a troll. Not at all. For all you baseball fans out there, do not sleep. Well, I don't think anyone is sleep on them. Do not sleep on the Red Sox. They're making it to the World Series this year, and we will either beat the San Francisco <laughs> Giants or the Dodgers. It's kind of hard when you have to beat the Yankees. So. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we're still you here. Niggas are not, you niggas are... You niggas are not a factor right now. Not to us, at least. Still the top team in the AL East. Still the best team in the American League. Fucking uh, third wrong. or fourth best team in the whole MLB. I mean, I, I don't want to make waves, but the Red Sox have really turned their season around this year. Last year was so shitty, but this year they're making it look so easy. But yeah, Red Sox to the World Series. They will either play the Giants the Dodgers, or the Padres. And we will win it all. Yeah, and TK will grow facial hair. Next, Sulu. Uh, my hot take is going to be football as well. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger is the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. That's really your hot take? That's yes. really your hot take? That's yes. really what you want to go with? Did you? Hey, yes. hey, hey, Tolu, That's did you bold. not see that video of Lamar throwing that duck wobbler to Sammy Watkins? Oh, and it's practice. It is practice. Which even like, makes that was Cam. I will never forget. Y'all said, y'all told me, y'all told me Lamar Jackson was a better passer than Michael Vick. He is. I've, I've never he said is. that, but I know he who is. did say that. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, no, I know you. I know you didn't say it, Trey. But I know the people he that is. They know. TK is. said it. No, TK totally. definitely said it. Totally. One wobbly pass. pass. You got damn right. right I did. I said totally. it. It's, it's, totally. It's not one wobbly totally. pass. If you are, if you it's are a true Lamar Jackson fan, then you know 
you can go through the highlights of Lamar Jackson season last year and you will see multiple plays where he had throws that should have been made, wobbly passes, okay. passes down there the field few, that he couldn't make. So you're telling me now, no quarterback. There are numerous. There are numerous. He has thrown oh, by the way, balls by the way, and niggas Patrick, have been dropping. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes threw the same type of duck wobbly duck pass. No one said anything, but it's Lamar all of a sudden. Because a that's pass. one. That's one. Okay, I, and? What? Okay, that makes the every quarterback has, has a bad pass. What are you but talking about? Lamar Jackson has had multiple, is what I'm saying. Multiple? What? Multiple. Every quarterback. Has. So Pat Mahomes, Carson Wentz, anybody has not had bad throws. Multiple bad throws. But no one has multiple When you say Lamar, Carson Wentz is considered the top QB in the NFL. So how can you compare? I mean, I'm talking about the top quarterbacks, like Tom Brady and stuff. They have never had multiple bad throws. They have better. But if you're Lamar, Lamar, a better passer than Michael Vick, Tolu, he is a better passer than Michael Vick. He's not. And I will die on the grave. He is yes, not. he is. Yes, he I is. I saw Michael Vick. Michael Vick never led the league in touchdown I saw, passes. I saw Michael Vick never a led the league in touchdown passes. In front of three defenders. Okay. Touchdown. And whoop de doo Has he led the league in touchdown passes? No, he hasn't. Nigga, no has, that, that wait, makes has that there's no correlation. Wait, hang on. There, there's no correlation in touchdown passes and throwing, throwing you know, actual decent passes. Lamar right. has has Lamar has a cannon and he has a laser. Okay, he does. And it's very inaccurate. How okay? So some of his passes say, are nigga, having a strong but every quarterback has inaccurate, inaccurate passes. Lamar's a better thrower than Michael Vick. I don't care. I'll die on the grave to that. He's, He's not whatever. Nigga. He is. You gonna die alone Next. on that hill, bro? Yeah, nigga. Yeah, Next. you're gonna die alone on that hill. Buddy. Okay, whatever you say, buddy. TK, I know, TK I know, many people that look at me. I know many people that. Shut up, Chilu. Go ahead, right, G. Um, my hot take is going to be that the Miami Heat are going to sign Kyle Lowry. They're going to trade for other star, and they're going to at least get to the conference finals next season. <laughs> Yes, sir, Gianni. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you wish, niggas bro. <laughs> who, 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 what star are you going to uh, trade for? Please yeah, no. tell me what I star you're going to no trade idea. for. Brandon Ingram is currently being rumored. Uh, why would B.I. go to the Miami? Why? Please tell me. Because he's on the Pelicans. Okay, why would he go to the Pelicans, go to Miami? He's going to the, to the Knicks or something. Why would he go to the Knicks? Because they're because he's gonna get. He wants the bag, bro. What are you talking? And we about? can give. He's under contract. What bag? He has like. What are you gonna trade for Brandon Ingram? Tell me. Picks, picks, hero and precious. Duncan Robinson. Picks. Shooter Duncan. <laughs> Duncan Robinson. Really? Is he Duncan a free agent? And Tyler Hero. Tyler you think Hero. Hero and Robinson's enough for Brandon Ingram. Please. Why would? Where did you hear me say just Hero and Robinson? Okay, uh, who else are you gonna trade? Tell me. Hero, Robinson, Precious, and Picks. It's that simple. Precious. I think. Look, I want to tell you something. If, Precious. If what did James play, Harden get traded for? Something. James wait. Harden got traded for just you. Picks. And wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey, on, hey, on, hey. I want to hear what GIS say. I want to hear what GIS. If a deal happens to get a star, it's not gonna be just two teams in the deal. It's gonna probably be That's four teams. A four-team deal. So it, it, it's like a mix of, like, everybody's going to get something. Even right. picks from other teams and stuff like that. It's not going to be just two teams. In the, in the, it, it, it's not going to work out like that. It's going to be like 
four teams, maybe even five teams. Who knows? I like, doubt there's going to be a four. I don't think there's going to be a four-team trade for Brandon Ingram. There was a four-team trade for Jimmy Butler, and that's how we got him. But Jimmy Butler's a star. I mean, Brandon Ingram, it would be a star, but what does that have to do with getting teams involved? Why would him? I don't star? think teams want to help the Miami Heat, but well, that's yes, because the Miami Heat are such a threat—the first round exit. And they should definitely be afraid of them. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think they're trading Bi to the Heat, bud. But whatever. They, maybe they won't, but your just logic isn't great. It's not just Ingram; it, it could be any other search because we all know. Yeah, from now, an we all know. I could see you guys getting Lowry, but. Ingram, no. A month from now, a lot can happen because we're not gonna. We don't know who's gonna be available in the trade by August second. By August second, we don't know. Right now, we're in mid June. We not. We don't know what's gonna. Who's gonna be available by then? That's why a lot of things can happen by then. That's why when when we were trading for Jimmy, like a month ago, before that even happened, it didn't like it didn't look possible. Like. It looked like we were going to be like a dumpster fire. But so, Jimmy wanted to go to the Heat. He just didn't want to go to the Sixers anymore. He wanted to go to Miami. Yeah, but we don't know who wants to, to leave. So who wants why would to go over there? That's why I just wait. I'm just waiting till August 2nd to see what happens. Because Does Miami still lot. have Oladipo? Yeah, they do. But I think he's a, he's a free he's, agent. He's a free agent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent. I and Robinson, be back free agent. For, Robinson, we can use him as a sign for trade, but it depends on what we do this all season. Yeah, it depends Shit, on. I mean, if season. I was Brandon and, Ingram, and, and don't y'all have to, don't you still have to pay Jimmy Sean? And Butler and fucking yeah, Bam. like two years from now, why would that stop us from getting anybody? Yeah, if if, if Jimmy gets that contract extension, we have two years. To get a star this offseason and next offseason. And by that, then, that our contract will be, yeah, will be locked into our core. So it really won't matter what we're paying him. That's why. It's just this season and next season, we got to get a star. No matter what. One star we have to get. Oh, no. It was supposed to be Oladipo, but he got hurt. He buckled his knee in midair after four games. Very important. That nigga is a fucking walking hospital. <laughs> and then Kelly And it sucks because he was... He was playing really well for us, but then he buckled his knee. Yeah, and you guys did give Magaland Leonard that much money too, which was hilarious. To, purely to trade him, and anybody who knows basketball understands that. But for some reason, we've been talking about this for over a year, and you still can't understand. We paid him to go over the cap and use him as a trade. Sean, Sean, you have to understand this man. Totally kind of did the same. Uh, why, 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 Sean? You have to understand. This man is a part of NBA Twitter, okay? He does not, not understand logic or care about logic. Tulu is just like Tyree. He only knows LeBron and whoever Don't else he ever follows. in your they fucking life. They're the exact same person. Put me in the, the same sentence no, as no. that nigga. Tolu, Tolu and Tariq are not the same. I would no, do not Tolu put more. me in that same honestly, sentence Honestly, I would nigga. compare Tolu more to Carl if I'm being completely uh, no, Don't put me in that nigga's sentence uh, either. Thri- the disrespect. They are the, they are the LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh of bad take. One day you'll understand basketball, Tolu. It's okay. One day. Shut up, Sean. Whatever you say, I think Sean. he'll probably understand completely when LeBron is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll just step in here for the ending of this crazy episode. Um, 
we hope you all enjoy episode 27 in the books. Um, want to thank everyone for coming out. Trey, uh, for finally being back. We miss you on here on the podcast, buddy. Uh, we're glad to have you back. Um, I boys at well. I was at war. You were, you were at, <laughs> you were, uh, where were you at? Where were you actually? I was in Paris Island, South Carolina, one of the hottest places in America. Mm. See, you what know, you're I not going to do, Trey, is just stay here and lie. It, no. Uh, South I'm Carolina? Dead. I bet you there's it's hot. hicks down there. Well, I mean, you did not South, go to no war, South nigga. Stop lying. Boot camp was war, nigga. We was waking up. We was working out and shit before we even ate breakfast, nigga. That's cruelty. Mm-mm. All right, well, you saw enough for that life, so don't start complaining about it now. Oh, it's over. I made it I through. Um, I got, I really don't have anything this week. If I were to give one piece of advice, don't be afraid to do something that you want to do. You know, for a second, I, I thought what... you was going to say that. I thought you were going to say, don't be like Toby, because I was going to co sign that. Oh, I mean that's 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 just rent free, literally rent free, rent free. Don't be like Tolu in the basement, and don't be as boring as CC when you're in the moderator. That's for certain. (laughs) Make sure you follow our Twitter at whs underscore podcasts. Make sure you follow our IG at whs underscore podcasts. For myself, PC, my co-host TK, CC. Well, thank you for coming out here for being the moderator this week on Emergency. We hope to have you back next week, Hermie. Please come back. Uh, Gianni. Yes, Hermie. <laughs> please Johnny, come back. Jerry, um, Solu, Sean. Sin- this is PC. Sorry. It wasn't worth the headache any fucking way. So you can fire me. Fuck you. Bucks. Bucks. bucks <laughs> okay, we'll bucks, just bucks. kick you out of the chat. That's fine. We'll Fuck kick out you out of the here. chat. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>